Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Welcome back to another mini episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Joining me here today, well, first of all, this is Kim talking and joining me here today, I have Sam and I have Marcy. Hello, girls. Hey, hey. What's up? You guys might notice the the mysterious lack of our our British accented friend. Sarah is traveling, and and couldn't join us here today. We told her we're all going to speak in British accents, but I don't know if we can follow through. Hello, puppet. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Not even try. <laughs> okay, fine. We won't try, but uh, Sarah will be back with us the next time we record. Yes. So. Today on our mini episode, we're going to be talking about what you can expect from a coach, not us in particular, just some general things that are are okay and what's not okay. What sparked this was an experience I had this morning. I had a call with a a new client who was explaining to me her former coaching experience, and it was surprising to me. And the interesting thing was she didn't know that it wasn't okay, that the things that were happening were not signs of a a good coach, that they were signs of a bad coach. And it occurred to me that a lot of people might not know these things. And so I want to tell you a little bit about the story. And then Sam and Marcy and I will kind of um, talk more about this. So this woman said that when she would ask questions, the coach would tell her she would find out later, like it wasn't something she needed to, to learn then. When he asked her to give a list of her favorite restaurants, and when she listed them, he told her which ones she was no longer allowed to eat at. He would tell her whether she could or couldn't go out on a weekend based on how she had done over the week. He would say, you've gone out too much. You can't go out with your friends this weekend. You need to stay home. He would give her, sometimes he would say, you're going to eat these same things for the next three days. And it would be a really short list of stuff. And that's all she was allowed to eat. Um, I'm going to say my favorite, but it was just the most shocking to me is that she would express to him that she was struggling, no joke, considering how he was coaching her, but she was struggling. And his response, and when she would say, what should I do? His response was, do better next week. Do better. Oh, God. <laughs> and so, and if she would not hit her targets and she would send him an email, his response to anything that she had done, that she had not done correctly, would be to send her a sad face back. Just, <laughs> just a sad face. Oh. Oh God, that's enough to spend you into a spiral after a nice little binge. <laughs> right? 
Mm. And so, none of that is okay, by the way. So Marcy, why don't we start with you? What do you think a good coach, let's start with, we're going to go around. We're going to everybody talk about what should a good coach do? And then we'll go say things that would be red flags. Like what should a coach not do? Pretty much mm. everything I just said, but <laughs> Marcy, let's start with you. What should a good coach do? What can you expect? Okay. Well, based on the pretty horrific coaching experiences that I've had in the past, I can definitely say what they could or what they should be doing, which is listening to you, supporting you, encouraging you, asking questions. So rather than saying, try harder, maybe ask, why do you feel like you're having trouble sticking to the plan? What's going on in your life? Are you stressed? Are you not sleeping? Is there something going on at home with your relationship? Like really digging into what is causing the lack of adherence. I'm going to leave it at that for now. That's fantastic. That's fantastic stuff. Sam? Yeah, I love that. Um, so I think for sure, um, being an effective communicator um, and providing feedback um, and, you know, asking permission to give that feedback because you need to, as a coach, like you need to meet your client where they're at. So if you just start throwing shit at them, they're going to feel really overwhelmed and close off and be like, no. So meeting them where they're currently at and remembering that this is not about you. Like your job as a coach is helping people. It is not fulfilling your ego. It is helping people and remembering that everything you do is it's not about you. Um, and so really like <laughs> just making it not about you after that is a mantra I have to constantly remind myself is just because like, it can be really easy to want to give your client the answers, but in fact, they are the only ones with the actual answers. And so helping them discover their own power, I think is the, one of the best ways that you can empower your clients through making good decisions. Um, showing them their blind spots and limiting beliefs going to be huge in order to give them the proper tools to adhere to a plan and to actually reach their goals well beyond working with you to give them a whole new way of thinking um and being empathetic not sympathetic so really understanding like hey i know it's really hard for you like i know that's that can be really hard and maybe dealt with that in the past but here's how i got out of it rather than just being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for you, right? And like moving your energy down to where theirs are, but you know, in fact, actually giving them, giving them a solution um, and really just like peeling back the layers of the onion, like doing the deep work that's fucking hard. Like that's how you change. That's how you grow. You can't just like throw another meal plan at you. It's like, well, that didn't work last time in the last 10 times. So I think digging in and, and really getting to the root of the problem is the only way, in my opinion, to actually be an effective coach. Yeah. Those are fantastic ex ex examples of what to expect. Yeah. I would say when you get a coach, you should expect coaching. You shouldn't expect somebody to dictate what you should do. And what Marcy and Sam just described was what a coach does. They ask questions, you know, they empathize with you. They're there to support you. If you have a coach who is purposely making you feel bad by sending you sad faces or a coach who's telling you not to ask questions, that's not a good thing. If you have a coach who is constantly just telling you what to do and not asking for your feedback. You know, sometimes I give clients specific answers to their specific questions, but most of the time I spend a lot of time 
following up with lots more questions about like, oh, that didn't go so well. What, what do you think went well? And what do you think didn't go well? What could you do differently next time? And how did that feel? And, you know, a million different questions. There should be a whole lot of questionings, questions coming from your coach to you, um, not just directions. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a really a different thing. And, you know, as for the idea that, and I, I get clients and they think that I'm, based on their previous experience that I'm going to be harsh with them or yell at them or make them feel bad. And like, it would never occur to me in a million years to do any of those things. Like, I don't care if they like literally do exactly the opposite of what I tell them to do. We're going to use that experience. Like that's where they're at. We're going to use that experience to figure out, all right, well, what can you do next? Like, did that work? And what do you see that did work? And like, it's never about shaming them. And if any coach is shaming you, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. That's how I like yeah, it. I think there's like a big difference between, oh, sorry, there's a big difference between tough love and shame mm -hmm. and being hard on someone and saying, listen, I know that you are better than this, but yeah, yeah shaming is not okay. So you, not sometimes okay. you have to call people out on their bullshit, but you can do it in a loving way. It is so possible to do that. And I, you know, it's not even that hard to do it in a nice way. Like people appreciate it when you say like, oh, you know, when you're very clear about like, if they're like, I don't know why this isn't working. And you say like, well, you know, here's what you're supposed to do. And is that what you did? And then it's very clear, like, that's not at all what I did. You know, that's not me shaming them, you know? Right. Again, it comes back to, I think, really being respectful and asking a lot of questions. So, okay. I think we may have already, let's do a little bit more though. What should you not expect from a coach? Sam, mm. let's start with you this time. Yeah, I think um, you shouldn't expect a coach to give you all the answers. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they don't know. Um, there's so many things about your life and your present circumstances and your life experience and your, I mean, your skill sets, all of your, all of the things, how you communicate, like they could never know that. Like no one knows as much about you as you. So it's your responsibility to do the work. And so a coach if a coach is telling you everything to do, right, then you're actually, you're not growing because you're just doing it. You know, it's like you actually haven't let what they're teaching you land. So I would say like, if your coach isn't asking you questions, if your coach isn't keeping you accountable, if your coach isn't practicing compassion with you um, and, and just showing up for you, like I would say those are like the big things for me, I make sure that I don't do any of those. I'm like, I'm serving from a place of love, not anything else. Like I'm meeting them where they're at. I'm not making them feel bad. It's just like, it is what it is. Um, your coach should never make you feel less than or not good enough or like, why haven't you got this yet? Mm -hmm. um, and taking, like your coach should be a safe space and a place for you to feel heard and understood and, and seen, so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so hard to actually talk about what it shouldn't be because I focus so much on do, like be, being it that you're yeah. like, oh, actually. Like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Marcy, how about, how about you? What should a person not expect to, to see from a coach? Well, coaches need to keep their word to their clients. So if there have been expectations that were set, I'm gonna get your plan in X number of days. You can expect to hear from me within 24 hours, things like that. 
Um, so just uh, being in integrity is what I would call that. So doing what they say that they're going to do and meeting the expectations that have been set. I mean, I get it. Sometimes coaches get sick, you know, something happens, like we're all human, but I've had coaches who, my, my recent coach who I love dearly and he has literally transformed my life. So I have to give him the benefit of the doubt and cut him some slack. But at the same time, uh, there were two check-ins that we had like two months in a row. Cause I check in with him every two weeks where he didn't send me my updated plan and me being the type of person who likes to keep the peace and doesn't want to be like the squeaky wheel <laughs> I just, I didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, I know he's got a lot going on. He's got hundreds of clients. He's, you know, dealing with this. I, yeah, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, I'm paying this guy to provide me a service that he is not following through on. And that is absolutely not okay. So, I mean, it's not okay of me not to speak up, mm. um, less but yeah, if you're not getting what you were told you were going to get, that is huge red flag. Marcy, you bring up a really good point right there. So let's talk about this for a minute. What could a person do to make sure that they're being a good client? Um, I think what you just said, Marcy, is a good point, like holding your coach accountable to what they have said that they're going to provide. That's a big one. You know, I think um, from my perspective, um, some of the easiest clients I have to work with are the ones who are really good at communicating. Like they're good at like being honest and being like, this is what happened like this and being very honest with themselves and being very honest with me. I appreciate that from them. Um, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I, I would oh, go on. No, I was just going to say like, I think just being coachable and open is probably like the biggest, like if you want to change, like you have to be willing to kind of play your ego down a little bit and just be like, yeah, like I might not have been doing it right. Or like I might have not been doing it the easiest way or, and just really be like, yeah, like I invest in a coach to help me. I have to accept the help and I have to accept the support and, and not get in my own way. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really, it's really true. Marcy, yeah. what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to go back to the coach and I feel like if a coach just was going to get defensive. So let's say that you did say, Hey, you know, we had this expectation. I'm waiting on something for you. I haven't gotten that. Or like any time that you're providing feedback, even if it's how you are being coached, like, you know, I really don't appreciate that. Can you give me some more guidance? Like, you know, this is not working for me and the way that I need to be coached. If that person comes back, um, and is kind of like fighting you on it or is defensive, that is them projecting their own ego onto you, which also not okay. Yeah. So you need someone who can be receptive of feedback and able to admit when they were in the wrong and when they dropped the ball. For sure. That's good. Yeah. That's really Taking good. Responsibility. I had a, um, I actually had, I'm going to share a kind of a, I don't know, like a vulnerable moment, I guess. Um, I had a old coaching client from maybe like two years ago. I'm not even kidding. Send me an email uh, about four months ago, paragraphs long, telling me that she was unhappy with my coaching and that she felt like 
I wasn't listening and I didn't hear her and I didn't respect her autoimmune disorder and um, that I wasn't paying enough attention and like all of the stuff. Um, and it took me by surprise because I hadn't worked with her in like a year and a half. And she just randomly sent me this email. She's like, I've been thinking about this for the past year and a half. And I finally am sending this email to you. And I was like, what the hell? And my first reaction to it was like, what? Like I got really defensive, like initially for like the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of reading it. And then I was like, all right, what can I own here? And then what, like, what's truth and what's not? And so I responded to her and I was just like, I just totally acknowledged. I was like, Hey, look, I, yes, thank you for sending this to me. It's going to make me a way better coach. So like, I appreciate your feedback and like about 75% of what she said was probably true. If I'm being honest, like I had taken on, I had like 50 one-on-one clients at the time. Like I was a crazy person. Like I, I couldn't even keep my head on straight. And so I probably wasn't actually like showing up and like paying attention fully. Um, and that was like, when I first started coaching, I just wanted more and more and more and more clients. I couldn't even like deliver to my actual clients. So I, I took, I acknowledged that. And then at the end of it, um, she had said something that didn't feel true. So I just, I voiced that and, and it felt like it was really humbling actually to just be like, all right, Sam, like, yeah, you probably didn't do a good job at coaching her actually. Like you didn't give her the time or whatever that she needed and what she didn't voice that, but I also probably didn't show up my best either. And it really did like help me realize like I have a max, like I have a client max and I only have so much energy and people can feel that. And so like I had to be really moving, like after I got that email, I got really clear on my abilities as a coach and how much I can show up and like how I can serve and how I do it best. And so that was actually like a really, it was a blessing to get that email as much of it of an ego hit. It was, it was just like, no, actually like now I'm a way better coach because I take on a way less clients, but I start, I deliver, you know? Wow. And what a different experience that could have been if you weren't um, able to actually receive that feedback, if you had just stuck with your initial reaction, which was to be defensive. Yeah. I want to be like, bitch, please. I'm a great coach. <laughs> and then I, I was think like, that's a normal first reaction. <laughs> then I was Any, like, wait, was I? <laughs> anytime you get triggered and people listening to this, take this as some feedback for your own life and where you might need to improve. Anytime you get triggered by something that someone else says to you, it's because you know that there is some truth to it. You know, if you, if someone said something to you and you were like, that is absolute craziness and you were able to just let it roll off you, then they are probably the one again, who was projecting their own shit onto you. But if you get that little hit, like, Oh, and you like get super defensive and angry and upset and defensive. Um, yeah, you know, that deep down it's, it's on you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just a practice, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. This was a great discussion from all angles. I appreciate your honesty and sharing that story, Sam. That was fantastic to hear. Mm. All right. Um, any last thoughts before we oh, sign off for today? I've got one more thing to say. I've got one more thing to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, did, I did too. Okay. Because um, I didn't get to put in my point about for my um, – opinion on what makes a client 
because this is a relationship. It's not a dictatorship on either side, right? So the way that you can be a good client is by being accountable. So if you have things that you need to do for this coach, like for me, I have all of my clients fill out a tracker form every single day, or at least every couple of days, they need to keep that updated. Kim, you and I were talking about this on our call yesterday, like how we have clients check in with us. So I have two ways. One, every day they have to fill out the tracker, which is if you are tracking macros, what were the numbers that you actually hit for that day? What was your weight? If you are weighing yourself, how many steps did you get? Like what were your hunger, energy cravings? How many hours of sleep? Like all of that is very, very important data for me to know so that I can see what needs to be adjusted, where things might be going wrong. Like I've got to see that. It also helps you as the client stay involved in your own process. I feel like a lot of the times people will not update their sheet when they've fallen off track and they feel bad. So they just want to bury their head in the sand and pretend like it didn't happen. Oh, if I don't enter it in, it didn't happen. Well, no, it did. And (laughs) by entering it, you're going to, you know, have to acknowledge that. Yeah. So that is one. And then I have a questionnaire that they're supposed to fill out on Sunday evening. That is a snapshot of how the week went, just good things, bad things, what we need to work on moving forward so that when I do check in with them or we do get on a call, I have a pretty good understanding of what we need to discuss and how the call is going to go. Some people don't, they don't fill out the form, they don't fill out the tracker and it's like, all right, well, that's on you. It's hard to coach somebody from that. You don't have the information. Right. You don't know. I, I can't make adjustments. I don't know you know, what you're doing and what needs to be changed. And it's, it's very difficult. So if you are a client and maybe you have a coach or you're looking to work with a coach, uh, your results are ultimately your responsibility and mm-hmm. you need to stay accountable to do the things that are required of you. Really good points. Really good points, Marcy. Sam? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I think the the other thing like coach client relationship um it has to feel like a good fit on both ends Mm -hmm. right it's like the client has to resonate with the coach and the coach has to feel like they can help the client Mm -hmm. and that's not always the case and it just may not be like a good uh, match energetically it may not be like there's a lot of reasons why two people wouldn't work well together but there's also a lot of reasons why they would work well together so i think like as a client or a potential client, you have to do your homework, like find people that you vibe with. And most likely your, your communication styles will be similar. And so it will be easier for you to have a relationship. Like you don't have to, like, I don't work well with, I know this people that are like very, very, very structured, like really like type a, like, because that's not me and that's okay. And so often I find that having some more flexibility and like kind of letting things be a little bit more freer, like having flexible, flexible structure, I would say works really well. Mm-hmm. But like I've worked with people in the past are like, no, like I need a check in every single day. And like, I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. Like I'm not the coach for you and that's okay. Like we're going to, we're going to do weekly check-ins with check-ins through uh, messaging apps and all the things, you know? So it's like finding what works and really just like doing your homework so that you don't have expectations of this like magical grand gesture of a coach who's like, you know, just like don't have the expectation of anything, like go into it with an open mind and 
I think that's the best way to go about the coach client relationship is like, it is a relationship. It's like you're dating, you know, like you're going to tell them your deep shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's a pretty intimate relationship. It really is. The stuff you share with your coaches is, it's not, look, if, even if your goal is weight loss, I mean, it's not just about food and people are sometimes surprised at things that they end up telling me because it's, it's not always about the food. Oh my God. Yeah. I know like all my clients sex life, you know, it's like, (laughs) We, we go deep. Like we talk about this stuff because it totally matters. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like, I, besides your partner, I probably know more about your life than anyone else. <laughs> it's true. Like I end up knowing a lot about these people. Mm-hmm. Marcy, did you have something to add I there? I know more than the partner in some cases. Um, oh no, I was just going to say, I think I know more than in some cases. Yeah. It's really more. important that that coach provides a safe space with no judgment mm-hmm. and there's support and empathy. Because yeah, like you said, it's never about the food. Yeah, it never is. Yeah, you've got to be. So you know, with the client too, um, you need to get honest and vulnerable, so that the coach can best serve you. Or you know, maybe you don't want to divulge everything, but at least say like, "Hey, I'm really struggling with this," Mm -hmm. and you don't feel comfortable sharing it with your coach. At least being honest, so that the coach can say, "All right, well, maybe I need to refer you to." you know, a mental health specialist or someone who can get you support with these issues. Absolutely. That's so important. This has been a fantastic discussion, ladies. Thank you so much. Um, Really appreciate the discussion here. Everyone listening, thanks so much for listening in. Hopefully this has been an educational experience for you that it has given you some food for thought. If you've considered coaching, like, hey, what should I, what should I expect? What can I do to be, um, to be a client who is going to get uh, the best out of this situation? Thanks yeah. so much for being here. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Decades of Strength. Woo. Bye, ladies. Bye, guys. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. For women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.